This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And oh, my goodness, is that Perrier that you're chugging? No, it's dude, it's this mass. I don't even know what it is. I found it at Greenwise, and it sucked me in because it looked refreshing, but it's some bullshit like $3 water. And I just. They always give you, they always, like, if they paint the bottle green, it looks more sophisticated, like it's Pellegrino or Perrier or one of those. And true story, man, I had never drank Pellegrino in my entire life. Yeah. We were we were in Key West at the end of June with Doug and Liz Benz at uh, Cafe Marquesa. The Benz Meister got you going on it? He, he, for whatever reason, he decided he wanted sparkling water. I don't know if he just <laughs> felt more sophisticated Was it that one of those places that asks you if you want flat yes. or sparkling? Those places yes. drive you me like crazy. To, would you like tap water or sparkling? He's like... <laughs> We'll go with the sparkling tonight. Like he's really <laughs> stepping out and living. I actually enjoyed it. It was it was not, they, it was not um, bad. There, so the, there's a Pellegrino one that's. I, I saw you had a couple flavored ones yesterday, but there's one that's like tangerine and something. I had it while I was in D.C., but it was actually really good. Yeah, no, and thus the new flavored Pellegrinos in the Valrico office fridge. Yeah. I have the smaller single serve bottles, and then we have the big glass bottle case that you got to get at Costco that we had with dinner last night. So now I'm like into you're this a Pellegrino, Pellegrino man. Cake. Now it's always going to be sparkling for me when they ask the question. <laughs> but people did not come to hear us talk about Doug Benz's bougie water habits, <laughs> right? So they came to hear about what's happening in the insurance world, and to that end. We have a really good guest today, Ms. Rachel Robinson from Siege AOS, which is an insure tech that has built a unique AMS platform on top of the world's most used CRM. Did wow. not know that fact really? until she told it she told me. Yeah. Hmm. So Rachel, what's up? We're glad to have you with us. Hi guys, I'm glad to be here. So why don't you get everybody sort of caught up as to who you are, like where you came from, how you got to where you're at with Siege today, and then we'll start diving into Siege. Sure. Well, I came from an agency background myself. Spent 11 years as an agent, personal lines and commercial lines. And through those years, 
the agency that I was with had been through several different management systems and none of them did what we wanted them to do. Um, there were some that touted the things that we were looking for, um, but none of them really measured up. And so one day we came back and said, why don't we just do it ourselves? So that's short story, how we got to where we are. Um, so. So I'm going to make the assumption that if you were frustrated about things and your team was frustrated about things, that there are probably other people listening to this that have the same or similar frustrations. What are some of the things that you identified as problems with the current tech stack uh, environment that you thought you were going to be able to fix? What were the things that really graded you? Sure. Well, some of the biggest challenges that weren't being addressed and we couldn't understand why really had a lot to do with marketing capabilities um, because the insurance management systems that were out there basically were managing your policies. You could sort of maintain status quo, but they didn't really give you a good way to go after new business, whether that be attacking new leads or whether that be a very robust way to cross-sell and upsell within your system. So a lot of it had to do with lead generation because agencies, they they drive, uh, they demand growth, they demand revenue to be able to, to sustain themselves. So that was one of the main things that we ran across, which is there wasn't a great, robust marketing system, even though you had all this information in, in the platform. So there was that. And then there was a lot of antiquated, um, old-style um I guess, processes that were out there that hadn't been updated. Um, and I guess maybe it's because it's old tech. Um, and then there wasn't a way to do a lot of automation, a lot of things that were redundant, things that were repeat processes over and over and over again that agents were having to do that should be simple enough for the computer to automate and do for them. Why were we having to continue doing those ourselves? So those were some of the things that we were running across that with the technology capabilities today, did it make sense that your systems couldn't do that? Are you talking like cool. data entry or, 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 or what were some of the redundancies that you're speaking of? Well, having to do with processes, reaching out to contact clients when you were trying to um, do client reviews or when you're looking for addresses or when you were um, needing to um, touch base with clients if they had pending cancellations, a lot of things like that that were simple processes that should be able to be automated that an agent shouldn't have to spend their time doing. They should be able to sell and maintain relationships versus sending out the same email over and over again. Understood. So how have you solved it? I didn't realize that's the million dollar question, right? So, I mean, let's, let's start at the beginning. You decided, you, you identified what the problems were. You came up with the idea that y'all were going to go out and just figure it out for yourselves, build your own product, which kudos to you for doing that. I will always respect anybody willing to try and, you know, pave a new path, so to speak. So, you decided you were going to build this thing. And to me, let me just step back for a second. Mm -hmm. I look at this from the outside. Obviously, I'm connected to some insurtechs at some level, both as a user and an investor. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm interested in to, the, the fact that, it, to me, it's like there's an arms race. Whoever comes up with the first fully integrated CRM AMS is the winner, period. Like whoever can get that first has the best chance of scaling that product to critical mass and then flipping it for a huge multiple. Sure. And you've got a lot of people that are in that game right now. And it, to me, 
and I don't mean to discount intelligence or ingenuity or any of those things when I say this. It's really more of me showing how ignorant I am than anything else. We're in an industry that's been around for a couple hundred years. You know, we've the, the country's put a man on the moon. We've created vaccines <laughs> against a number of diseases. But can't, can't get an AMS. But we then. can't figure out how to get a CMS uh, or a, a CRM and an AMS to be fully integrated with two-way data. You know, data exchange. Like that's a fair that point. Just to me, it just I I don't understand why that is all so difficult. And the only thing that I can come up with. And you're, I'm going to let you correct me. I mean, you can say, you can, you can argue with me and correct me however you want. The only reason that I can see any of this happening is because there is money changing hands somewhere in, you know, way up the line with downloads and data being able to be sent directly to systems to keep that from happening to protect the people who don't have that capability right now because they have the money to keep other people from doing it. I mean, look at look at your big software companies that are out there right now. What happens? Somebody gets a good idea, little better mousetrap, they just gobble them up, right? Exactly. And, and, and that's what's happened in the pharma industry. It used to be that you'd have companies like Pfizer and all of them that would have huge R&D departments and they'd have all of these scientists on staff looking to invent the next new big drug. The problem with that is the average person who's a drug inventor only has one good idea in their entire career. They have a bunch of bad ideas and one really good one that takes off. And what, what the pharma industry found was it's easier just to let these little novel drug companies pop up on their own, run their own you know, testing, and you know, you, they'll do their clinical trials and all of that stuff. And when it gets to a certain stage... Then they get bought because it's cheaper to buy the little guy and integrate them than it is to have all of that stuff in house. And I think to a certain degree, some of that's what's going on with within SureTech. Like you can't tell me that Applied and Vertifor and and whoever else are big ones out there don't have the money to invest mm -hmm. into trying to build this product, right? Well, that's and that's true, and that's kind of what happened along our journey. So we were looking for a solution. Well, and I'm sure most you and a lot of your listeners uh, were aware of Tech Canary that came along. Well, that seemed like that was what we were looking for, this AMS system built on a CRM. They were AMS system built on top of Salesforce. So we actually, in our agency, tried to go that route. We said, that sounds fantastic. We're going to give it a try. We're going to make the switch. There were a few issues with that. Um, one, Salesforce just being challenging to work with and difficult. Um, any kind of customizations we wanted done, we were having to hire out their sales engineers to do. And so long story short, after several months and several thousand dollars, that system still wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. And then, of course, you know, Applied came along and bought them out. Um, and then not pretty much, as far as I can tell, I've kind of shelved it at the moment. Um, so as you were saying, they're just coming along and buying up any new systems that come along. But that's kind of been the trend though, is people coming along and building out these management systems on top of CRMs because people realize that's what they need. I think agencies today are realizing they need a true CRM system to run their business in today's digital age. And these um, new systems are coming out being built on top of these CRM systems. 
And that's what was so mind boggling to us and where we decided we were going to just take this and build this out for our agency. And then in the process decided, why would we not package this out for other agencies? Because at that point in time, we were on an applied system. Um, and then we were our agency was also using Zoho CRM for the CRM system. So we had two systems. Um, we had the management system side and we had Zoho CRM for the CRM side. And we loved Zoho. The ease of use, the customability, it was able to do what we were wanting it to do. The problem was we were maintaining two separate systems. So agents were frustrated uh, because they're having to do entry twice. Um, Information wasn't always accurate, so you're trying to market through your CRM system, but maybe um, somebody had gotten a new policy that didn't get updated in the CRM system. Of course, it's in the management system, but they don't talk to each other. So there were some issues with it, but it was better than not having a CRM system. So, I mean, that was definitely the first step. Um, but at that point, after the tech canary debacle that our agency went through, we just had in our mind, why could there not be a system as simple to use and as easy to use as Zoho that pulled in policy information. And really to what you said about data, it's all about data control. Who He who controls information controls the world. And the problem is they make the data so inaccessible to these agencies so that it is difficult to get your data and to come in and create these new management systems. So it's been a, a multi-year process for us to get to the point where we are. Um, but we took this Zoho platform that we loved and had used for several years and um, were able to um, get our, you know, get on with Ivan's. And we've got the downloads actually coming straight into Zoho CRM. So it's not like you're integrating two systems. We're taking the data straight from Ivan's and putting it straight into the Zoho CRM system. So it's one single platform. Nice. Yeah, so I'm one of those people who happens to think that insurance agencies aren't run the right way. Like, I don't, I, I think that part of the issue with insurance agencies is that we have accepted to, for years, and I think that's obviously changing now. We're in the, in a sort of a, a, an interesting period of time. But for years, we've just accepted the technology that's available to us, and we've built our business around the technology instead of building our technology around the business, right? And to me, if you're an insurance agency, you're not, an, you're not technically, in my opinion, an agency until you've actually sold an insurance product that requires you to do policy level administration inside of an agency management system. I think that's a fair assessment. You're a sales organization. Until you actually sell something, you're in business development and marketing and all of those things. And you cannot do that inside of an agency management system, period. That's not what it's designed to do. You have to have a CRM for that. 100% you have to have a CRM. And I can tell you right now that the absolute highest performing agencies that I know of in the country all have well-dialed-in CRMs. They have to. They need it for nurturing. They need it for new business development. They need it for process automation internally. They need it for process automation externally with client requests and everything else. I can say with relative certainty that nothing at all in the sales process slips through the cracks in our agency because we have a dialed-in CRM for that process. And so I think that that's just a weird paradox that we have, we, that we've just said, you know what? It's all right. I have no problem making 
127 clicks to change the driver, right? Like mm -hmm. navigating inside of any AMS, I don't know that I've ever gone into one. And, and mind you, my experience is limited. But in most cases, like you got to go around the block to get next door with whatever it is you're trying to do. You can't, the, even, the user even interfaces with just like are horrible. Yeah, even with something simple like just doing a, a certificate, like that's not what I do on a daily basis, but sometimes I have to if people are out and I need to do something quick. That is not like a, an, you know, a, a one, two click process. It's, mm -hmm. you've got to go in and do, like you said, I mean, a, not 127, but probably close to 27 or 30. Like, I mean, different. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's a very cumbersome, um, you know, kind of archaic system that, that we use. And, and like you said, I don't have a lot of experience with anything else or, or really any experience with anything else than what we use, but I would have to imagine that they are all very similar. Yeah. So here's my question, Rachel, in, in, and I don't mean to put you on the spot with this. So if, if it's a tough question, then feel free to say, eh, really outside my pay grade. But, but my thought process on how this technology has evolved is we figured out what we basically want something to do. We create a product around that. And then everything else, we just bolt on as we go. Like nobody has developed anything in from what I can tell. And again, look, I already know hate mails coming on this one. Send it away, people. It's fine. I'm used to it. But why can't people just look at what the end goal is and then build the product to get there, right? Like when I'm going on vacation, I'd love to be able to just leave my front door with my wallet and a tank full of gas and get on a road and drive wherever that road takes me and then course correct along the way. But I'd rather know that I'm trying to get to California, plan my route and know the most efficient way for me to get there with spending the least amount of money in it just seems like in any of this development, we've taken a really backwards approach to how we've done it. And and I'm not saying it, what you're doing is 100% on the right path, but the model of what exists out there right now, even with those CRMs that have the Salesforce integration, the feedback that I've gotten is it's clunky at best and there's a lot of limitations with what it'll do. It is. And I think a lot of what agents have fallen into is you've got these old technologies that have been around and they've been in these agencies forever. And it's, it's hard to change. A lot of people don't like change. And so where you're going to see is the agencies that are willing to adapt and they are able to see the technology that's coming, the technology that's out there that don't want to get left behind. They're moving to these CRM platforms. And I think more and more, you're going to start seeing these new systems develop that are all inclusive because what you have are these old platforms, these old legacy systems, and they're difficult to change. They're built on old code. They're already out there. They're cash cows for these companies. They don't want to spend the money to completely transform their system. So they want to, oh, well, we're going to integrate. We're going to add this piece in. As you said, you're just bolting things together and they kind of work, sort of. Um, but anytime you try to put two things together, you're always going to have some issues here or there. Um, and maybe I think they're trying to make some efforts to at least look like they're being progressive. But when you've got an old system that you're trying to build on top of, I mean, you can put a Ferrari body on an old Chevy motor, but it's still going to run like a Chevy, even though it, they're trying to make it look like a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. You know what? If I would if I would have taken that statement and then just like made Chris Farley read it. That was like one of the perfect <laughs> Tommy Boyisms at the point of sale. Totally. Ever. That was fantastic. I love it. Kyle, you had a question? I was just going to ask what, um, like what features you're really excited about. 
Okay, so there's several features that we really are excited about. Um, I could talk for hours. I get so excited about Zoho, it's kind of embarrassing that I get so excited about tech. But <laughs> um, the things that I think really are going to make an impact for agencies one is just the marketing capabilities, which you're going to find that in a lot of different um, CRM platforms. David, I know you love HubSpot. Um, I know they, they're they really great as well. So, I mean, uh, a lot of these CRMs, you're going to have these marketing capabilities. But once you start combining that with the, the agency, uh, the policy downloads that come in that really are going to let agents easily um, cross-sell and upsell, um, do account reviews, that sort of thing, and to be able to automate those processes with up-to-date information, that I think is, is a huge factor that's a little bit different than just the CRM is because you, you're getting that, um, that up-to-date data. Um, the other thing, one thing that you mentioned, Kyle, was certificates. Um, like I said, I came from an agency background. We did commercial and we were a construction um, insurance heavy um, agency. Mm -hmm. And so certificates were a huge pain point for us. And it has, has been for a lot of agencies that we've talked to. And so that was one of the things that we've really worked to be best in class on certificates. Um, so, uh, for example, it didn't make any sense to why when the policy information was in these management systems, why you still had to go out and build the certificate from scratch to start with. So, you know, our system takes information that's in the system, pulls it in. Of course, the agency, you're, you're going to verify it as an agent. You have the ability to change if something's not right. But the information you have in the system, it's going to go ahead and pull that into that certificate for you. Mm -hmm. So things like that that didn't make sense um, as to why we had to put in the extra work to save time for those agents. So uh, the certificates was another thing, like I said, that we really put a lot of work into um, to make it a much better and quicker user experience for the agents. Gotcha. So why Zoho? Well, we went with Zoho um, because uh, he had looked for different uh, management systems and that just happened to be the one, um, the agency owner at the time, just said he was going to try, honestly, um, had to pull him on one day to find out exactly why he chose Zoho in the first place. Um, but we had such a fantastic agency experience. Um, the adoptability was great among the users. And I think that had to do with ease of use, um, the ability to customize and the ability to create these workflows and to customize the system without having to have a tech degree. So I'm, I'm going to let you know a little secret. Yes, I do have CT technology, but I don't have a technology degree. Um, and I'm still able to go into Zoho and I'm able to customize the modules and add different fields. You can create workflows um, from these custom fields that you put in. And I can do that just with you know basic computer knowledge. Um, and then the ability of Zoho to go farther than that. If you had these crazy dreams of things you wanted to build out like we did in Zoho, you hire, you know, tech guys that know what they're doing. You can go in and you can do, you know, code, actual coding and make it do anything like that. But the basic things that any agency is going to need on a day-to-day -day basis, anybody can go in and do. If you just, it just takes time to do the setup, but it's possible to be done. It's drag and drop and they have choices and it's highly customizable. So that was really what, what brought us to that and let us know that that's really where we wanted to build our platform. And the agents loved it. It was easy to use. And we were able to build out those workflows quickly and easily. So, Well, I think, too, look, it's not lost on me. Zoho is extremely economical, too. So, you know, it's it's always blown my mind with them because before we used HubSpot in my agency, that's what I used. Mm -hmm. Um I, I could never figure out how they made money. I mean... Well, honestly, I don't either. And it's fantastic because it allows us to really provide a huge 
value added services to our customers because what we sell is not just a Zoho CRM, but it's a Zoho One platform. And I don't know if you've looked at their, their systems lately or not, but they have, they say 40 plus, honestly, the last time I counted, it's close to 50 different business applications that are included in the price um, that you get. So you get everything from accounting. They have their their version of QuickBooks. They have accounting. You have your office suite of products with, you know, sheets and Word and all that kind of stuff. You've got your email. You've got website hosting. You've got um, all of your website and tracking capabilities. Um, you've got your marketing email campaigns. You've got your meeting um, and assist, remote assist. So if you're trying to manage multiple locations, multiple agencies, you can go in and tech shoot, troubleshoot um, remotely without ever having to leave your office. Um, the internal chat system, Click, um, which is, you know, the version of Slack, it, it, I could go on and on um, and talk for days on the things that all come included and it's all on the Zoho platform. So you have one login, you're not having to remember 50 different passwords and usernames, you don't have to manage permission sets for all of your different agency uh, agents for all your different um, uh, tech stuff that you're using. You've got one, one platform, one login, one user, one permission set, and you can change those permission sets actually by, by application within the system as well. So. So technically what you've built, just for clarification purposes, your AMS is an app, right? That sits on top of Zoho. Is that a fair assessment or does that yeah, need clarification? Sort of, yeah. So it's an extension that you add onto the Zoho. So what we sell is we sell the Zoho One suite of applications and then we have an extension that just plugs right into the Zoho CRM. So what that just allows us to do is that pulls in all the insurance specific information and um, features that we've built out on the backside and then those downloads, and it just plugs that straight into their CRM. Got it. So you're not even live yet though, right? Oh. I mean, you're, yeah, we, you we are, actually, but you are, but like double secret probation live. You're not officially launching for another month or two. Is that fair? Yeah, we're going to have like our big official launch. Um, but yes, we are live. Um, and uh, we have been signing on agents um, for the last uh, couple few months. We we're planning on having our, our big announcement release Um in a couple months, but, but we are live and taking on new clients now. So. So what does that look like if people want to learn more or to set up a demo with you? Cause I mean, there's only so much we're able to get, create uh, word pictures with about what your product looks like right. on a podcast. You know, how, where do they go to find that? Is there information that's pre-recorded on your website? Uh, do you go there to schedule a demo? Yeah, Give so, some, some direction around that because here's what I know. I know based on my podcast scheduling, this is probably going to release very shortly before you're ready to have your big push. So the timing is actually pretty good because we're about a month and a half out from releasing right now mm -hmm. um, as we record. So I want to make sure everybody gets that information um, as quickly as possible. Sure. Well, obviously you can go to our website, cjos.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at cjos. And uh, you so that everybody that. under, yeah, just so that everybody understands, cjos is S-I-E-G-E-A-O-S. And I will put the link to that in the show notes and the comments of the YouTube video. Perfect. And uh, like I said, request live demos. We do all live demos and we are working on doing some, having some video content that should be up hopefully by the time this podcast comes out as well. So, so what have we missed? What, what have we not talked about that you think everybody needs to hear about regarding your product? 
or regarding you for that matter. I mean, I don't know. You like long walks on the beach at sunset. I mean, you, who doesn't? You can yeah. Yeah, so, I love uh, it. Feel, feel free to send food. We, we will work for food. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, I imagine at this stage of the game, probably so, right? As a startup. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, right now, the big thing is we're just trying to get our name out there because nobody really knows we exist. Everybody knows that they're missing something in the system and, and everybody's looking for that. And I know that it's like you said, it's an arms race. I know there's several different companies that are out there working towards this. Um, but the ability that's out there, even though there's not a perfect system out there, and I don't know if there ever will be. I think that when you get to the kind of hubris where you think that you know it all and you have it all right, I think that's where you end up like the big companies that get stuck where they are because they think they're the best and, and that's all there is to it. But I think the continuous improvement um, is really important. And I think that's one of the things that really makes us special is being built and owned by agency, you know, by insurance agents. It's the continuous improvement to, okay, this is where the market is now. This is where the market's going. How can we improve agencies lives today and what really makes a difference to the agency, not just what somebody up in a glass tower thinks is important or a little pet project, but what really day-to-day -day basis makes a huge difference in the agent's, in the agent's life and the agency owner's life. So along those lines, what's been the biggest thing that you've learned through this journey so far? Really, I've been surprised at how Every agent, not say every, almost every agency that we've talked to, they've had the same pain points and the response and the feedback that we've had has been incredible, actually better than I anticipated. Um, but also, I guess the other part that was a little bit of a surprise is, I guess, how difficult it is to get your word out there, to make a splash, to make a noise when there's so much going on in the world today and everybody's competing for attention. You have all these different systems that are out there saying, hey, we're management systems or hey, we're marketing systems or hey, we're this. So just trying to find your voice and trying to find some way to get your voice out there so people even know you exist and so people know what options are available to them because a lot of people don't even know what's available to them. And they say it's like a light bulb when they see it. It's like, wow, I didn't even know there was something that could do that. So let's talk about your marketing message for a second. What is it? Like, what is the, what's the angle that you've taken so far? Because I've got a couple of ideas on how I might market it. I'm interested in what your thoughts are. I mean, what, what you guys are doing. Sure. Well, right now, I think it's just getting the message out to agency owners that the agency management systems, these legacy management systems, they're they're going to go away and um, that's they're they're stuck in the past and there's so many new things coming. And so it's trying to educate agency owners of this new, I guess, new improved um, as a new level of agency management systems. And that's these CRM based agency management systems, um, agency management systems built on a CRM platform or a CRM system with the management system functionality, not just these, not just a management system. I think that you guys are sitting on a very well-kept secret with Zoho being the basis of your platform. If I were advertising your product, I would hang my hat on that, that you're built on the world's most used CRM. Most people, if I had to guess, are going to do exactly what I did the first time that you and I talked and assume that we're talking about Salesforce. Mm -hmm. And people perceive Salesforce as being extremely expensive. Now, mm -hmm. let's be clear. 
Zoho is the most used, and I say most used intentionally instead of like the biggest or whatever right. else because people are automatically, you say there's no way that's true. You're 100% right. If you're looking at sales, Salesforce by far is the largest. That's correct. But as far as users and adoption, ad adoption, Zoho is the most used CRM in the country. I think a good part of that is because of exactly what we talked about. The price point to get Zoho is dirt cheap. It is. What is what what is it for one seat if you pay monthly? It's like thirty five bucks a month, isn't it? Something um, like that? It's it's forty five now. Um okay. if, Oh my if, gosh, inflation. Cost everything's <laughs> going up. First 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 price hike in a year's um, but yes, it's forty five a seat um if you pay monthly for you know every user. Right. So $45 per month per seat. You don't have an annual contract with them at that mm -hmm. point, right? Because mm -hmm. it's a monthly pricing arrangement. But if you pay in cash, it's much cheaper. So there's even deeper discount if you just buy the seats on the front end. All of the stuff that comes with it, like it's, it just blows my mind, everything that, that comes with it. I think that the biggest to be look, I, I realize that we're like diagnosing marketing opportunities here on in the middle of the podcast, right? But I think that if I have agency owners listening to this, which I know that I do, the first obstacle you have is price. Well, mm -hmm. Zoho overcomes that, right? It may, I mean, there is no, there is no reason for them not to move forward because it's not Salesforce. It's not the exorbitant cost mm -hmm. that most people perceive a CRM to be. I think that the next issue that you overcome is probably, and, and this probably encapsulates a bunch. I think people are concerned to move because of the pain to change when it means moving your data from one system to another. That's mm -hmm. an absolute nightmare. And that's uh, not, that's not unique to you. No, that's, it's that's true. every service. That's I facilitated every... two changes in our in an agency from different applied systems and even going within uh, systems within the same company. It's a pain. It's a headache and data is lost every time. So, yep. I mean, so that's a nightmare. I really think one of the other things that probably scares agency principles a little bit is that Zoho can do so much that mm -hmm. like it, if you go to their website and you start looking at all the capabilities, you begin to freak out a little bit, right? It can be overwhelming. And I, mm -hmm. and I think that some of that is where y'all come in, talk a little bit about, look, we got past the pricing issue. No worries. We're, we're past the fact that we're at least willing to entertain moving our system. Talk a little bit about what the level of support is when the change is made. Once they become a Siege AOS client, what does that relationship look like in an ongoing basis? Because I think to me, that's where the biggest comfort level has to exist is people are making changes. They leave a system they've used for 34 and a half years mm -hmm. that they're comfortable with and now they have something new. How do you keep them from feeling like they're out on an island? Right. Well, and that's another thing that we wanted to make sure that we really spent was that um, relationship with the agencies, because right now they just feel like a number. They just feel like they're sending a check and nobody cares. And when you're coming to a system as um, com a as huge as, as Zoho is with the abilities that it has, it can be overwhelming and not knowing where to start. So we always do um, a series of onboarding calls one-on-one -on -one where you're talking with a real person. You're not just having to watch videos. You're not having to go through any documentation, but we actually do one-on-one -on -one calls um, with the administrators of the system to walk them through how to do your, we want to make sure basic, you know, how to do everything that you need to do on a day-to-day -day basis on a, on a basic level. 
And then once you get through that and you get comfortable with, okay, I can at least do the functions that my agency management system did. I can, my agency can function. And then as you have time, as you learn, as you get comfortable with it, you keep adding and adding and adding all these different capabilities. You start adding your marketing campaign capabilities. You start adding your website tracking capabilities, and but you do it little by little as, as, as you get comfortable with the system. But like I said, we always do one-on-one training. So they have somebody to talk to. We're always here to help provide guidance and suggestions. And then, like I said, also we're working on um, Doho has an enormous uh, amount of uh, documentation and videos and YouTube videos out there. You can figure out how to do just about anything on the Zoho platform um, on their website. It's great. And then, of course, they've got 24-hour service. Um, but then as far as the Siege um, extension that comes on that, the Siege AOS portion, then we're here to also help out one-on-one. You'll get a person um, walking you through that. So. Well, the other thing too with Zoho is it's such a widely used platform that to outsource people on Upwork mm-hmm. or Fiverr or mm-hmm. wherever you might need to go to have customizations right. done that maybe you're not comfortable with and it falls outside mm-hmm. of the scope of what Siege would be able to do, mm-hmm. it's um, you know it's a really it's it's a really inexpensive proposition. Oh, it is, especially if you use things like Fiverr. Of course, so you have all sorts of Zoho consultants that are out there that can do the customization for you if you didn't want to use um, our services as well. Of course, we we do uh, offer customization. We you know look at the project and see what it is that that agency is trying to accomplish and, and kind of figure out a game plan on what we can do or what we can help them do. Or like I said, like you mentioned, you can always use Fiverr or some other Zoho expert um, and build that out yourself or hire your own tech team. So um, there's really a whole lot of option as far as the way you're comfortable in approaching it. And that's the one thing that we really wanted to make sure that we provide to agencies instead of forcing them into a certain way of doing things is to let agencies operate how they want to operate. Every agency owner thinks they do it the best way. They like the way they do it. They want to do it their way. And a lot of the systems out there force you to do things in a certain way. And the flexibility that, that Zoho and CJOS offers to allow you to run your agency the way you want to run it is, is unmatched. I think that's a good point, too, because, you know, Kyle will agree with this, I'm sure. But different agencies, different businesses in general. But I mean, the, the sales process, even though it's similar, is different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to keep our sales process. And what I mean process is like multifaceted, but I'm talking when I say sales process in this, you know, context, I'm talking about my ability to go into the CRM and look at a table that shows me the different stages of the sales process. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily how we do what we do, but kind of where the the different uh, people fall. Lead, suspect, prospect, closed one, closed lost. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. If if we were to go deeper than that, I would be chasing rabbit holes Mm -hmm. for all day, every day. I'm not saying that you don't need to be able to drill down further, but I know that if I've got somebody that's doing 30 cold call marketing drops with leads, which is basically just a company name and and maybe a contact, and nobody goes to suspect that week based on them doing those 30 drops, probably need to watch them close again for one more week. And if they're still going over, we need to figure out what the messaging is, what the leave behind is. Why aren't you at least getting some people converted into a suspect? To us, 
a suspect is anybody that we have had any level of engagement with. Right. It could be a phone call. It could be an email exchange. It could be somebody has uh, requested to download something in a call to action on a blog post or any number of things. So that's our first goal. Let's move them to suspect. But for them to go from suspect to prospect, they have to have given us an actionable, actionable work to do and then come back and present to them. So I need to understand that. I need to understand if we're not moving from suspect to prospect, now we have a problem with how you're actually presenting the value proposition and all of that. I know that if I can keep it simple there and just look at the basic metrics, I could tell you exactly where I need to drill down. I don't need a bunch of substages under each one of those to know where to look. Mm -hmm. Just don't need it. Mm -hmm. And so I th to that, that's my point. Yeah, but but to my point, right? Yeah, I you think, have the ability I think the best to customize the CRM portion of that you know, to whatever you want it to be. You don't have to have it. You don't have to have your CRM set up with mine. The the one thing that has to be relatively mm -hmm. similar is the agency management piece because right. there 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 are certain rules we have to follow and certain ways things have to be done that mm -hmm. just really can't be changed from agency to agency. Some of it can be. But, but in the CRM piece and how you set all of that up to know that you still have the ability to fully customize that part to work the way you need it to. Right. And that the, and that the, um, and that, that siege sits on top of it to me is a, a pretty appealing, pretty right. appealing deal. And, and what it helps is because you have so many different agencies out there. So you have your process. Well then, so you've got this little three person agency out in, you know, middle of cornfield, Kansas. And then you've got a hundred persons agency in, in New York City. They're going to do things a whole lot different. Um, and they're going to have a whole lot of different types of policies they're going to sell. So the other thing that comes in to a system like this, where you've got these, you know, stagnant agency management systems, they have their fields built out. They have their, pro you know, how they want it. This management system lets you come in. This agent in Kansas can go in. They can put in fields specific to selling crop insurance in Kansas Whereas maybe in New York, they're going to be selling some, you know, high dollar, high value art policies that Kansas isn't selling. And you can add in extra fields for that if that's something that your agency works with. So it also, and they're going to have maybe a much more laid back relationship, one-on-one, um, -on -one, I'm going out to their kitchen table type process in Kansas, where maybe in New York, it's a little bit more um, high tech or impersonal. I don't know. Um, but that gives you the flexibility for these different agencies to use the system and still make it work for them. Wow. Kyle, what am I missing? Anything? I think, I think we've pretty much hammered. I mean, I can literally sit and talk about CRM <laughs> stuff all day long. So, I mean, we did six episodes of shop talk <sighs> on CRM. Nobody wants to hear you do that. Mm -mm. Right. Exactly. I, I, I got nothing else. I mean, um, I, I think we hit pretty much everything that we were trying to hit. And your your web address is .com, correct, Rachel? It is siegeaos.com. S-I-E-G-E-A-O-S.com. Check it out. Book a demo. And when you do, make sure you let Rachel know where you heard about her. So... Y'all are really good about checking things out when we have people come on. We don't push products, but we, we try and help people that are that are making waves in, in, in technology. And I'm going to leave with this. I was on the phone with the CEO of a venture capital-based technology company in the insurance industry 
a couple of months ago and in a very condescending and arrogant way, he let me know that his company was here to stay and that it was all about consolidation. There is a 100% chance that if a new technology pops up, we will just buy it and make it go away because we know that we need to consolidate all of the options and have those in place. And I let him finish beating his chest and then I decided that I would let him know that he has completely missed the evaluation of the constituency he's looking for the support from. Because independent agents and agencies are independent for a reason. We want op- we want options. We want choices. We want to not be beholden to one massive company that controls all of the cards. And to think that that same venture-backed software consolidation model is going to work in the independent channel is a fool's errand, period. It's completely missed, completely underestimated. And my comment was that all you're doing is you are breeding ingenuity, you are breeding new ideas, and you're breeding innovation from agencies to develop their own tools. And not only will they do it, but they will do it with a resolve to never sell to you because you're fighting against what everything that we stand for. And it's obvious in renewal contracts. It's obvious in the one-sided language for user agreements. And I just want to tell you, I, I applaud what y'all are doing. I think there's a huge uh, movement out there right now that's for agents, by agents, with products. I am uh, part of a couple of projects that use that mantra. And I got to tell you, I think it's a really exciting time to be a forward-thinking, tech-driven insurance agent who has just enough guts to step out and try and put something together that doesn't exist because the sky's the limit. So kudos to you and the team at Siege. And I hope that everybody that has an interest reaches out. I hope that we have not scared you with the level of customization available and that you take some time to learn about what's going on because I think this has the ability to be a real powerful product inside the uh, industry in the very near future. Rachel, thanks for your time with us today. We're going to wrap it up. Kyle, anything, any, any words of wisdom as we, as we wrap up? Mm, words of wisdom I, I i don't have very many of those very often so so that was obviously not smart water that you were drinking not, earlier. definitely not smart water um just some random giant green glass bottle from Greenwise. that's great yeah You're, i'm surprised it's not like a 40 of mickey's <laughs> dude oh green man bottle. that is a blast from the past right there i actually got uh almost kicked out of the trap for trying to sneak a couple of mickey's hand grenades in there one day yeah i think we all did at some point or another mm-hmm. anyhow rachel i hope you have a great week look forward to this episode coming out all the best to you and everybody at siege and let me know if there's any way we can help all right thanks david thanks kyle You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.